It was a keen winter night, and snow was packed upon the walks, in a way to throw into sharp relief the figures of such pedestrians as happened to be walking alone. But it seems to me that, so far as general appearance goes, the one in front answers your description most admirably. I pointed to a man hurrying around the corner just ahead of us. Yes, he's remarkably well built. I noticed him when he came out of the Clermont. This was the hotel we had just passed. But it's not only that. It's his height, his very striking features, his expression. I stopped suddenly, gripping George's arm convulsively in a surprise he appeared to share. We had turned the corner immediately behind the man of whom we were speaking, and so had him still in full view. "'What's he doing?' I asked in a low whisper. We were only a few feet behind. "'Look, look! Don't you call that curious?' My husband stared, then uttered a low, "'Rather!' The man ahead of us, presenting in every respect the appearance of a gentleman, had suddenly stooped to the curb and was washing his hands in the snow, furtively, but with a vigour and purpose which could not fail to arouse the strangest conjectures in any chance onlooker. Pilot escaped my lips in a sort of nervous chuckle, but George shook his head at me. I don't like it, he muttered, with unusual gravity. Did you see his face? Then as the man rose and hurried away from us down the street, I should like to follow him, I do believe. But here we became aware of a quick rush and sudden clamour around the corner we had just left, and turning quickly saw that something had occurred on Broadway which was fast causing a tumult. What's the matter? I cried. What can have happened? Let's go see, George. Perhaps it has something to do with our man. My husband, with a final glance down the street at the fast-disappearing figure, yielded to my importunity and possibly to some new curiosity of his own. "'I'd like to stop that man first, said he. "'But what excuse have I? "'He may be nothing but a crank, "'with some crack-brained idea in his head. "'We'll soon know, "'for there's certainly something wrong there on Broadway.' "'He came out of the Clermont,' I suggested. "'I know.' If the excitement isn't there, what we've just seen is simply a coincidence. Then as we retraced our steps to the corner, whatever we hear or see, don't say anything about this man. It's after eight, remember, and we promised Adela that we would be at the house before nine. I'll be quiet. Remember. It was the last word he had time to speak before we found ourselves in the midst of a crowd of men and women, jostling one another in curiosity or in the consternation following a quick alarm. All were looking one way, and as this was towards the entrance of the Clermont, it was evident enough to us that the alarm had indeed had its origin in the very place we had anticipated. I felt my husband's arm press me closer to his side, as we worked our way towards the entrance, and presently caught a warning sound from his lips as the oaths and confused cries everywhere surrounding us were broken here and there by articulate words, and we heard, Is it murder? The beautiful Miss Challoner? A millionairess in her own right? Killed, they say. No, no, suddenly dead, that's all. 
George, what shall we do? I managed to cry into my husband's ear. Get out of this. There is no chance of our reaching that door, and I can't have you standing round any longer in this icy slush. But, but, is it right? I urged in an importunate whisper. Should we go home while he... Hush! My first duty is to you. We will go and make our visit. But tomorrow... But I can't wait till tomorrow, I pleaded, wild to satisfy my curiosity in regard to an event in which I had naturally felt a keen personal interest. 